Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We've got your Week 16 winners, hopefully you and your fantasy teams, and losers right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Adam and Heath on Sunday night, reacting to what we saw on Sunday afternoon. All right, so uh, how about how about that Burrow guy, Heath? What do you make of that? And can they carry it over to Week 17 for the Fantasy Championship against the Kansas City Chiefs? He looked like one of the best quarterbacks in football. He looked like somebody who wanted to be in that top five discussion next season. And if he finishes it off, if he does carry it over for two more weeks at the end of the year, he might be in that discussion. But I think it's probably best to temper expectations just a little bit going into week 17. He'll be a low-end starter against the Chiefs. It's a it's a more difficult matchup. This matchup sets up so well for their offense. Now, that both he and T. Higgins were winners because the last time we saw Jamar Chase go off against this defense, Chase was still very good in this game, but T. Higgins had the monster performance. The other winners that you gave were Rex Burkhead and Gerald Everett. So... Burkhead, 31% rostered, 24 carries, 149 yards, two touchdowns. He will face San Francisco in their ridiculously good running game, uh, running defense next week. Uh, is he a starter or is this a one-week wonder? Well, this is a one-week wonder, but I just thought he deserved to be acknowledged. It was the fantasy semifinals, and whether or not you started him, he showed up. And what about Gerald Everett? It's uh, a little bit more sustainable for him and a great matchup against Detroit next week. Yeah, I think he's probably a top 12 tight end and the top streamer. He has been, basically since Russell Wilson came back, just almost in a three-way tie with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in terms of involvement in the offense. And I wouldn't expect that to change against a good matchup. Dave's winners, Rashad Penny, Joe Burrow, and Amonra St. Brown. Penny and St. Brown squaring off Lions at the Seahawks next week. Uh, so are they both starts next week, Penny, with 135 yards and a touchdown, but no catches? St. Brown with nine more catches, 91 yards. Do you think they're both starts next week? I do. I think Penny's a better start in non-PPR than he is in full. He's probably a mid-range number two in non and a, a low-end number two in full, and, and Amon Ross St. Brown's kind of the opposite. He's a good number two in full PPR, better if there's no DeAndre Swift, but even if there is Swift, he'll be a good number two in non-PPR, I don't know that he's going to score a touchdown next week, so I'd still view him as more of a number three. Let's take a look at Cordaro Patterson. He's one of your losers. He had seven carries, 14 yards, and a touchdown. Can you have any faith in him at Buffalo? None. Um, he, he has not looked the same, and for now three or four weeks, the Falcons haven't been using him the same. I think he's come back to earth, whether he's run out of juice from what he had earlier in the year or what, but he's basically splitting with Mike Davis evenly now, and Davis is outperforming him on a semi-regular basis. If we take a look at the waiver wire... The initial reports on Clyde Edwards-Elair, not as bad as they could have been. It doesn't look like he has a broken collarbone. Uh, x-rays were negative, but he will... He might, I shouldn't say he doesn't have a, a broken collarbone. He'll need an MRI, but x-rays were negative, which is good. But you look at the Chiefs' backfield and really the Eagles' backfield and the Jaguars' backfield, and who are we looking at on waivers? I would probably go for Daryl Williams first because I think it's least likely that Clyde will play as opposed to both Sanders and Howard. If we find out early in the week that Sanders and Howard are not going to play, then Boston Scott would jump towards the top of that list as well. And then Agumbu Wale would be behind those guys. All right. Anything else? 
What else did I? What else did I? That was really efficient. Well, yes. to, well, I think we should talk about the losers. Saquon Barkley, if you were able to survive his disaster, um, I, whether you play him at Chicago may just come down to whether Akeem Hicks plays. Because that Bears defense is either atrocious without Hicks, the run defense, or really good with Hicks. Um, it would also help if Mike Glennon was back, but he's probably more of a low-end number two or flex this week. Okay, and other losers, Emmanuel Sanders, Craig Reynolds for you. Uh, I think we're pretty much... Are we done trusting Emmanuel Sanders? Because he does have Atlanta next week. And if Davis and Beasley are out, you know, do you can reconsider Sanders? Or do you maybe go toward Isaiah McKenzie? I think I would go towards Isaiah McKenzie. I think he's in that Cole Beasley role. And it just seems like Sanders is not getting open the same he did early in the year. And he's kind of an afterthought. And I mean, even this game, he had what two targets in a game where Josh Allen threw it 40 times. I don't feel good about him next week. He'll be a boom bust flex. And maybe he booms when you least expect it. All right. That is it for fantasy football today in five. Thanks so much for watching and listening, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow to recap Monday night and take a look at the waiver wire. See ya. See ya.